The Daily Tonic is a five-minute newsletter that shares science-backed health news and tips, all while getting you to crack a smile or even laugh out loud on occasion. It's a daily morning newsletter started by wellness lovers for wellness lovers that covers everything from diet and exercise to morning routines and sleep aids. To subscribe, go to 247health.com and click on the Daily Tonic button at the top of the webpage. When you go to 247health.com to subscribe to the Daily Tonic newsletter, be sure to check out their product reviews and special recipes. There you can find reviews on the latest health technology that will improve your performance, your recovery, and your longevity. 247health.com believes that wellness is a personal journey, but it's always good to have a friend who knows what they're talking about, too. Give them a try at 247health.com. Did you know many of 247health.com's favorite products, like avocado oil mayonnaise, hydrating ketone water, skin-revitalizing red light lamps, all are featured on the Daily Tonic with discount codes? If you see a cool new product on the website, there's probably a special link on the Daily Tonic. Plus, the Daily Tonic also features new wellness products with special discounts every single day. To subscribe, go to 247health.com and click on the Daily Tonic button at the top of the webpage. What can I do uh, with microplastics? And then immediately I started searching. I saw that there is no many papers about uh, research papers about uh, microplastics. And uh, I saw that I can use the equipment I have in, uh, available at my department. Yeah, mostly te textile fibers, for example, from washing machine. And uh, many companies are working on uh, this uh, topic to uh, make some filters uh, to reduce the discharge of microplastics to, to uh, wastewater. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1% a real Jesus. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. Uh, my guest is from Serbia. Her name is Alexandra Tubic. Uh, she's a PhD and associate professor. Uh, she is a chair of chemical technology and environmental protection at her university. And we're going to talk about microplastics and her research and, uh, and everything she's working on. So Alexandra, thank you for being here. Thank you, Regent, for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. What, what's the name of your university? University of Novi Sad. It's a second largest city in Serbia after Belgrade. Oh, okay. Very good. Well, tell me, tell me a bit about your background and how you got involved with microplastics. Yeah, that's a funny story. So I am chemist uh, uh, by my background. And uh, like 20 years ago, I started to work in, uh, after my graduation, I started to work uh, in environmental protection field. And uh, like uh, for le 10 last years, I was trying to get some uh, interesting topic uh, for my research after my PhD, of course, and everything. And uh, five years ago, I was in uh, at some training and uh, people from that uh, uh, from that training said uh, one sentence. So with this instrument, you can uh, analyze microplastics. And I was very interested 
uh, I got catch this uh, word and I was uh, very interested what it is, how I can, what can I do uh, with microplastics? And then immediately I started searching. I saw that there is no many papers about uh, research papers about the microplastics. And uh, I saw that I can use the equipment I have in, uh, available at my department. And mm. that uh, that is how I started to, to work on microplastics. And of course, I started uh, working what I knew. So from the chemical point of uh, view, investigating microplastics in interactions with other pollutants in uh, water uh, environment, because uh, water is what I did for my PhD and uh, in my research afterwards. And uh, I hope to bring some uh, new conclusions uh, regarding this topic and some useful useful uh, conclusions for, from my research for the uh, worldwide population. Okay. Do you know the history of microplastics? Like how many years have people been researching them and First uh, research about microplastics are starting uh, some 20 years ago, but very, very small number of paper was published until, let's say, 2015 or 2016, uh, mostly about the marine environment and the effects of uh, microplastics on the uh, marine uh, and organism and marine biologists were first to see the the uh, effects negative effects of microplastics uh, actually and from the 2016 until now i think every time i open the uh, the research some some uh, research pages i can see that there is a new 50 new uh, papers each day. So the very, very large number of papers and st uh, studies were involved now about microplastics and also very large number of scientists work on this topic from all the fields, from the uh, ma marine biologists, uh, engineers, uh, uh, health medicine, uh, 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 people who are involved in medicine, all, uh, all kinds of um, uh, uh, scientists are involved in these researches. Okay, so what questions about microplastics are you trying to answer specifically? Yes, Be, uh, being a chemist, uh, I'm looking from this side. So I think we need to uh, know the basic information about uh, behavior of microplastics in the environment and how it interacts with other pollutants. So, for example, in, in uh, wastewater or in uh, surface waters, uh, inland or uh, sea or, uh, or oceans, there are a lots of different um, different uh, compounds some are naturally there and the other one are anthropogenic and uh, it there is also very uh, large number of organic compounds which are very diverse and uh, they all interact with microplastics uh, also with other 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 constituents of the water so i tried uh, last uh, couple of years is to investigate is there interaction between pollutants and microplastics and how uh, they behave in water uh, wastewater treatments? So, uh, I think uh, this is the field which is uh, very important since uh, wastewater uh, 
is going to our aquatic uh, surface waters and uh, can uh, make them, uh, of course, uh, polluted. Uh, although we have very efficient uh, treatments uh, for many different kinds of pollution, microplastics is not uh, one of them. So since it newly discovered pollutant, let's say, because uh, as I said, uh, 10 years ago, we didn't think about uh, microplastics at all. Now everyone is talking about microplastics, also nanoplastics, uh, which is uh, 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 much more difficult for quantitation and uh, quality analysis. And uh, now uh, we need to uh, estimate uh, what is the amount of microplastics in wastewater, how the how it beca- behaves in different stages of wastewater treatment, and of course it won't disappear. So we will remove it maybe from the water and put, discharge the water to a aquatic environment. However, the microplastics will stay in, for example, sludge. So oh, uh, until have, have you been um, have you been to wastewater treatment plants and sampled? Yes. Some of yeah, uh, affluent. Yes, we uh, we were. It's uh, monitoring uh, actually or d- determining the microplastics in the wastewater treatment plants is not very e- uh, easy. So there is a uh, several re- research group working on that uh, uh, around the world, and the results are very very important that they g- uh, get. But it's still very. Uh, it's not discover. Fu- it's not fully discovered everything about microplastics. So. There is still lots of questions about which kind of microplastics are present in wastewater treatment plants, uh, which treatment is the most efficient, how they behave in the primary treatment, secondary treatment, uh, and other stages of micro of uh, water treatment, and uh, how, what we should do with uh, the remaining microplastics when we treat the water. So if they stay in sludge, for example, in some uh, countries, these kind of sludges are going to fe- uh, as fertilizers on the land. So basically, we can pollute the land, uh, although not in a, perp- uh, in a purpose. So it's a very difficult, very important question to see what we can do to uh, safely dispose this kind of uh, waste, actually. What tends to be in wastewater at various points like are there a lot of fibers or what ends up in the sludge yeah, uh, what do you see every kind of uh, every kind of uh, microplastics can be there so it's uh, from the kind it can be a polyethylene polypropylene uh, uh, polyethylene terephthalate so the, the polyester from our clothes, from the um, everyday, uh, uh, the pers- personal care products also can be a source of the, the polyethylene, for example. Uh, so from everyday life, we use uh, a lot of plastic uh, and uh, unintentionally we are discharging it into the uh, uh, wastewater, into the wastewater. So there is a lot of different, so there, there can be a fibers also, some pellets and uh, uh, different shapes of microplastics, also or, or different kind of um, different kind uh, different uh, sizes. Of course, it's uh, what we define as the microplastics uh, is uh, less than five millimeters. So it's a very uh, wide range of uh, particles. Uh, and although many of the studies uh, research this topic, they uh, for sure 
uh, don't evaluate all the all the sizes so it's not very uh, it's not very easy because there is a uh, lots of different sizes of, of particles and also lots of different polymers so every okay, polymer quick, uh, you use yep Alexander quick question what is the typical time frame from when wastewater is generated you know someone uses their bathroom mm-hmm. or someone washes their laundry and the wastewater gets to the water treatment plant like how long how old quote unquote is that uh, source i would say i would say in, in a frame of 24 hours so it's, it's <laughs> different for for different um, uh, for it's not uh, the same for the small cities for the big cities for it's uh, it's different but in in the frame of 24 hours so which plastics in the wastewater make sense and which ones don't because it's very short lived where do they come from what does that tell you that it's only 24 hours where do these things come from yeah, mostly te- textile fibers, for example, from washing machine. And uh, many companies are working on uh, this uh, topic to uh, make some filters uh, to reduce the discharge of microplastics to, to uh, wastewater. Also, personal care products. So we use it all and uh, everything which has these uh, scrubs, for example, there it's uh, it was polyethylene mostly. Uh, uh, I appreciate that uh, many companies uh, now uh, actually removed polyethylene from their products and they are uh, searching some other uh, some other ways to make this scrub effect in personal care products. Also, you have tire wear particles everywhere because uh, of the uh, they're on the roads and uh, when the rain is, then uh, it, it they go uh, the particles goes to the wastewater. Uh, that's that is uh, I would say the most uh, significant sources in in the wastewater treatment. And of course, there is uh, some industrial discharge uh, uh, from the production of uh, of plastic materials, plastic products. Uh, if they are attached to the to uh, the municipal wastewater and so. But um, some of the um, the microplastics again, it it makes sense that they would be in wastewater, but. Um... Are you surprised about how some of them get in there? I mean, from tires, from uh, from places that wouldn't make sense normally that they would be in wastewater? Or does it all make sense that, that all these plastics should be in there? Uh, these are all uh, usual activities uh, from uh, human activities and uh, perfectly makes sense that they are there. So we need to like uh, remove them uh, on in the place of wastewater treatment. It's, uh, Every other uh, pollutant, for example, pharmaceuticals or uh, some hormones which are in uh, everyday use uh, or some detergents and some other products for for cleaning. So, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, I would say it's from usual everyday use of plastic things. So have you been to a waste treatment plant and at each stage sampled the, you know, the effluent? And look at uh, which microplastics are there and which ones are not, like before flocculation, after flocculation, before settling yeah. tanks, after, you know, has anyone done that with step by step uh, and, and looked at the differences? Yes, yes, there is uh, data and literature. And uh, I can say that fortunately, uh, primary uh, treatment uh, and especially secondary treatment is 
found to be very, uh, very good in removing microplastics, although it's not the, the, the primary design for this. And uh, however, uh, we have to, uh, uh, the reports are that uh, secondary treatment is, for example, efficient uh, over 90 percent uh, to uh, remove microplastics for, from uh, wastewater, and uh, which is very, very good. However, the studies are still limited regarding the, um, the shape and the size of microplastics which is removed, because I, as I said, it, uh, uh, each study covers some uh, range of sizes of microplastics and also some shapes because it's not uh, it would be too wide for one study to represent all the types of polymers and all the, all the sizes so yes the secondary treatment is very efficient for the, some dif different kind of uh, polymers and also uh, usually they follow polyethylene and polyethylene terephthalate and polyester and uh, also, it is recommended by these researchers that uh, some additional uh, treatments should be included to remove the remaining plastic. Because the, when I said over 90% uh, removal, it's very, it's very good uh, removal rate. Uh, however, the amount of plastic is uh, very significant, very, very large, and this 10%, which will go to the uh, to the aquatic environment, is still uh, is still um, large amount because it's it goes every day. So we should do uh, everything which is from our side to reduce that. Before we get started, I have a quick favor. I've been self-funding the Finding Genius podcast for five years now. I've done over 3,000 episodes. And as you can see on YouTube, we're up over a million views on the channel, which is fantastic. The next thing I really want to push on is to get up to 10,000 subscribers. Because once we do, we'll be able to put a donate button and uh, we'll be able to solicit donations uh, to help keep the podcast running and to also get the Finding Genius Foundation moving along. We have a big project studying anxiety, depression, and PTSD, and working on a product to help people overcome these problems uh, because I've seen them explode recently after the uh, you know the last two years of the whole virus situation. So if you would, please subscribe to the podcast. That would help us tremendously. Give us a thumbs up. And check in the description for Buy Me a Coffee. It's about five bucks. If you could buy me a coffee, I'd really appreciate it. It would help keep the channel going, and I love coffee. Thank you. How are concentrations of microplastics expressed? Is it in parts per million uh, or what is yes. the metric? It's usually particle per liter or particle per cubic meter. And it's also uh, not maybe the best for the estimation of the, of the amount. Because uh, usually when we do something in the environmental engineering or technology, we are uh, expressing the milli micrograms, milligrams, uh, per liter and uh, this is the maybe the, the this this is what is better indicator for the for the amount of compounds so but still there is uh, not um, 
a standard method for sampling, for analyzing microplastics, uh, very strong uh, uh, research groups around the world, also very strong institutions are uh, together with ISO are working on uh, standardization of the protocols uh, in order to be applied in uh, routine monitoring. So for the routine monitoring in, in routine laboratories, uh, usually we need to, uh, to be able to analyze and sample a large number of samples and for a short time and to cover uh, all the, for example, for, for microplastics, we should be able to cover uh, most of the polymers and also uh, different shapes. So I, I hope in, in uh, recent coming years, in coming years, actually, that we, uh, this will be solved because I know that uh, many efforts are put in, in, in this uh, uh, question of finding a right sample. Now you can find in the literature that uh, someone take uh, uh, spot samples from, from behind each phase of the treatment. Also someone uh, use the 24 hour continual sampling or maybe longer than some, uh, in some studies they, uh, uh, they sampled like five liters of water. In the other studies they say they sampled 100 liters of water. So it's different. Uh, all these, uh, all these uh, findings from this research are very valuable because we don't know much about microplastics still. We need the, uh, actually the, the standardized methods for, the, for this. We, well, for example, the... Yeah. What, what are the met like if if i take a sample of wastewater do i have to yes. centrifuge it and if i centrifuge it won't that snarl up all the particles like head no usually what do you do usually uh, uh, for now uh, for uh, until now usually we did separation by the uh, by the density because plus, uh, mo most of the polymers are lighter than than uh, um, other particles so we can extract them to the surface of our samples so usually we uh, digest samples with uh, let's say hydrogen peroxide or fenton or some other uh, uh, other uh, reagent uh, to remove uh, uh, organic matter organic matters and, and some other some other constituents of the water so that uh, this uh, density separation is easier and then we go with this density separation uh, it's the, the most cheapest way is to, to add uh, sodium chloride uh, and uh, uh, make a so strong solution to to get the highest higher density and then you will have your particles uh, in the uh, surface of the sample and then you can take uh, filter it and get it on the on the filter paper and then go to analysis that was the usual thing uh, until uh, now so this is the very efficient way to extract most of the polymers however it should be valid uh, these methods are uh, usually not validated and uh, they are not uh, may uh, they are not according to sta standard procedures uh, as they uh, go very thorough validation before we continue i've been personally funding the finding genius podcast for four and a half years now which has led to 2700 plus interviews of clinicians researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, 
We need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click Support Us today. Now back to the show. And uh, I I know that uh, some uh, research groups are now working on that because we are, have uh, a, a big um, project with more uh, than 300 researchers all over the world. Uh, it is actually cost action. And uh, we are communicated uh, every day with uh, these people. And uh, we got uh, very nice information that they are working hardly to to they're working hard to to find uh, to to find uh, the right pro- protocol for sampling and then analysis of microplastics. Okay. Do microplastics tend to interact with each other in wastewater, or do they interact with the solids? When you go yeah, through they, flocculation, do they adhere to the flock a lot? What happens? Well, they uh, will uh, actually some of them some of the polymers will go uh, down uh, in the uh, in the sludge. Uh, some of the polymers will interact with bacteria, for example. There is evidence that bacteria very nicely live on the surface of uh, microplastics, uh, and uh, they make their own. Um, uh, they they very uh, they are very uh, nice uh, habitat for for the uh, bacteria, for example. They can interact with uh, uh, organic and inorganic constituents of the water and contaminants uh, because uh, we found in our uh, in our investigation in our studies that uh, microplastics is absorbing large amount of uh, many different kinds of uh, uh, pollutants hydrophobic and also hydrophilic so uh, definitely it they uh, the microplastics will in interaction with other constituents of the water it will uh, affect the treatment, uh, for example, disinfection, for, let's say, because in disinfection uh, stage, microplastics will, uh, we will need to use uh, higher amounts of disinfectants, for example, for example, in the place where they use uh, chlorine, and also microplastics can cover bacteria and uh, can uh, uh, protect them from the disinfectant. So it, it affects the treatment efficiency, uh, it affects the removal of uh, other, con- uh, uh, other pollutants in the treatment and also affects uh, the quality of the uh, sludge, for example, in the treatment. And also in aquatic environment, it will be uh, the same, for example, in surface water, it will uh, affect the the organisms. It will affect the sediments and uh, the processes in the in uh, aquatic environment also. Well, do you notice that uh, microplastics have their own microbiome, and are they net? You know, are some hydrophilic? Uh, do they actually go into? Do they solubilize in the water? Where they because uh, they interact with the water substantially. Yes, because uh, some uh, because they're uh, low density. They will some some polymers are low density. For example, polyethylene. Uh, 
with low density, they, it can stay in the water and uh, interact with other particles and so. But but uh, until now, I I can say that, uh, for example, coagulation flocculation is very efficient for removal of uh, various polymers. There is uh, studies about polyester, uh, polyethylene tereptalate. We did with polyethylene. It's harder. It's mu uh, much harder to remove it, but. Uh, we are still it's still a work in progress, so we will uh, try to improve the coagulation population. Also, there is a evidence that absorption is good process for the uh, removal of microplastics in, for, for example, water treatment plants and uh, some uh, membrane membrane uh, processes. So uh, uh, there is, uh, let's say, a solution. However, it has all these uh, uh, treatments need to be uh, improved or adjusted to this kind of uh, pollutants because uh, they are mostly made for other, of course, uh, well-known uh, contaminants. So what do you think is going to be known about microplastics in the next few years. Are you close to any answers in your research? Uh, it will be, by, uh, by the, according to the uh, data I see every day, because I follow uh, each day uh, the literature, new literature, I, I can say that uh, many things will be known. Uh, I hope uh, that uh, we will find a way to um, prevent microplastics to be in our environment, air and water and sediments, soils. Uh, many things are done already. For example, there are some um, regulations to ban the uh, microplastics for the um, for the single use so the the uh, then many uh, companies uh, are already uh, going to in direction to ban to, to exchange these plastic particles they use with some other natural particles or some polymers which are biodegradable easily biodegradable in addition, additionally, they, there is some uh, companies which use, for example, microplastics from the sea to produce something uh, which is uh, useful and uh, actually to uh, recycle micro microplastics. Also, there is uh, lots of companies which uh, take uh, old uh, textile fibers and make clothes from that. So that kind of recycling. So the prevention is the first step. The education of wider population is the second step where uh, we all need to be aware of, uh, of the fact that we are people uh, that we use uh, plastic, that plastic is uh, can be uh, a very big pollu uh, pollution, can give very big pollution to the environment if we discharge it uh, in, a, in uh, the way that it's not a, a proper way to, to uh, discharge. And uh, the third one, the third uh, step is to uh, find uh, proper technologies to, uh, uh, to treat already existing microplastics in the environment. So all these is, uh, of course, the the uh, import the, the the important thing is to evaluate how much the, to a, to which extent the microplastics uh, and the nanoplastics, of course, is having a bad effect for our health and also for the uh, environment and um, uh, living species in, in in our environment. 
and uh, I think uh, for uh, in this sense, uh, uh, in all these uh, directions, uh, uh, researchers are going very fast, and uh, each day we can uh, we can uh, see uh, new findings which are very important, and I I, I hope uh, the uh, we will have more and more relevant information about about microplastics. So in let's say. Uh, Five to ten years, I think uh, it will become uh, less uh, uh, talking about the the this kind of pollution in the environment. Well, very good, Alexandra. What's the best place for people to find out more about your work? Where can they go? They they can uh, certainly follow my my uh, project, uh, this big one which we have, uh, and many of your uh, many of the people which already speak with you uh, are involved uh, in the project. It's a cost action priority uh, website. They can find more information uh, and uh, contacts of uh, many distinguished researchers in this field, and can. Uh, 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 also, they can contact me and and uh, them and uh, ask if they uh, anything they um, they are interested in the field of microplastics and how we are going uh, further with our uh, research. Okay, very good, very good, Alexandra. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Richard, for calling me. The Daily Tonic is a five-minute newsletter that shares science-backed health news and tips, all while getting you to crack a smile or even laugh out loud on occasion. It's a daily morning newsletter started by wellness lovers for wellness lovers that covers everything from diet and exercise to morning routines and sleep aids. To subscribe, go to 247health.com and click on the Daily Tonic button at the top of the webpage. When you go to 247health.com to subscribe to the Daily Tonic newsletter, be sure to check out their product reviews and special recipes. There you can find reviews on the latest health technology, that will improve your performance, your recovery, and your longevity. 247health.com believes that wellness is a personal journey, but it's always good to have a friend who knows what they're talking about, too. Give them a try at 247health.com. Did you know many of 247health.com's favorite products, like avocado oil mayonnaise, hydrating ketone water, skin-revitalizing red light lamps, all are featured on the Daily Tonic with discount codes? If you see a cool new product on the website, there's probably a special link on the Daily Tonic. Plus, the Daily Tonic also features new wellness products with special discounts every single day. To subscribe, go to 247health.com and click on the Daily Tonic button at the top of the webpage. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.